Hi, I'm Chris, and with me is Matt, and we're slowing down, talking to the people around us between the miles. Hey, Matt, if I'm being honest, it's really tough to slow down these days because it's like back to school uh, time. Uh, I know uh, some of our friends that live out of state, maybe their kids are back in school. Um, here in Maryland, we still got a couple of weeks left in summer as this is uh, being recorded, but uh, it's back to school. And I don't know about the Wells household, but in the Wesley household, it's a little hectic and crazy with all the back to school shopping. Um, Matt, just out of curiosity, when you guys are buying supplies for Lucy, is that, what's your methodology? Is it going to Staples or Target, Amazon, all the above? Yeah, we're, we're usually behind the eight ball, um, to be honest. Uh, you know, you bringing this up today, even, you know, as we started to get going, it made me think about the fact that like, oh, we really are close, you know, and, and, and how often I am like doing things last second. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, uh, you know, as Lucy's getting ready to go back to school, um, the funny thing is we got our supply list the other day. I think we're going to learn who our teacher is next, uh, next school year. But, um, you know, I, I, I texted the list to my mom. Because <laughs> uh, I feel like she always, uh, you know, asked for it or has a way of, of jumping in. And, and quite honestly, you know, it kind of brings me back to having those experiences with her back in the day. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely has changed. And, um, you know, it's funny, Kate being the daughter of a former principal and superintendent and everything like that, she, I, I just thank the Lord that we're married and she's on top of this stuff. Um, so this is a little shout out to Kate because uh, I am a slouch. I'm kind of like, oh yeah, school. What time do they need to be there? And she's like, we got to get the three ring binder, the two ring binder, the, you know, this notebook and that notebook. And, um, and this year, Matt, I'm just going to kind of pat myself on the back. I stepped up and I did a target trip. Um, and after I left, I felt so overwhelmed. I was like sweating and everything like that. It just reminded me how much I hate <laughs> shopping for like things like that. You know, um, if I'm shopping for me, it's totally cool. If I have to shop for anything responsible out there, forget about it. So Kate's got the lists of everything that we need. She's on top of it. Uh, we're, we're looking good. Um, you know, uh, uh, one of the things about sending boys to uh, Catholic schools or kids to Catholic schools is we we also have the uniform thing. Um, you know, even Matthew, who's going to a public school this year, there's a little dress code to that and everything. And so, um, yeah, it's a, it's a lot. So for any parents there who are in charge of it and feeling a little stressed or overwhelmed, I hear you, I see you, and I love you because uh, I just my kids would show up totally ill-prepared that first day of school. I'd be like uh, Adam Sandler in Big Daddy when he, uh, you know, brings uh, the kid to school for the first day. And he's kind of like, oh, I didn't know all this stuff happened, you know. But, uh, yeah, so that's well, my story. Yeah, he, like, let him wear whatever he wanted. And he called right. himself, was it Frankenstein or something? Yeah, that Frankenstein. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something yeah. like that. So. Well, Chris, I got to tell you, man, it feels like, uh, <laughs> I, I I don't know if you you just, uh, you know, read the person proverbial sigh of relief but you know um it, it seems like this back to school thing had been weighing on you a little bit i mean you know outside of getting supplies and stuff is there you know anything else that you know as you've been thinking through it you know certainly our discussion this week but is there anything else that's been kind of top of mind for you as as you were uh, preparing for that 
Well, there's a couple of things. I mean, just in my line of work as a youth minister um, and uh, now overseeing children's ministry at, at the church I work at, you, even though it's a year round um, job, it's definitely influenced heavily by the school calendar, right? And I, I mean, if we're all honest, at least in this country, like our jobs are mainly impacted by, even though there's the calendar year, the school year like impacts that. And so for us, there's a lot of fall programming that we're getting ready to launch. But the other part that's actually, you know, grabbed our attention, well, two things grabbed our attention. One, this is like the first year, uh, well, I mean, you know, this is the second time we're going into this with the pandemic looming and everything like that. And so there's a lot of questions about, social distancing, masks, things like that. But um, the main thing I would say is the fact that now I have a son who's going into middle school and that's, <laughs> it's exciting and it's uh, frightening at the same time. Exciting because as a youth minister, I feel like he's in my wheelhouse, you know? Um, scary because he's a middle schooler and all the pre-adolescent stuff is starting, but it's also a new school. He's going to a new school He's going into middle school, so many different changes in elementary school. And you, so as a parent, if I'm going to be honest, I'm worried about the bullying. I'm worried about making friends. I'm worried about, you know, just all these different things because and we were talking about this before we hit record as a kid, even though I spent most of my life uh, or childhood in mountain lakes, I grew up overseas changing schools in different countries. And even in some of those countries, changing schools. And that was like, so stressful when I look back at it. Yeah. Well, you know, as we were talking about that and as you kind of just unfolded for our listeners, you know, I'm, I'm curious, you know, like knowing what you know now about that experience, what advice would you give to Chris who is changing schools and like having to, to consistently start over or, you know, having to be the new kid or, you know, having to navigate uh, all that is middle school, right? And, or, or, or those types of ages, like, you know, as you reflect upon it, man, like what, what advice would you give to yourself? My younger self, I would um, just uh, let him know that nothing is a big, as big of a deal as it is in middle school as you think it is, which is like hard advice to give an adolescent because they're not worried about mortgages, politics, you know, all, you know, bills, all those sort of things. And so every small thing to us as adults is a big deal, but it's really reminding them that middle school is quick. Um, and anything that happens during that time will easily be forgotten in high school, or if not a high school, depending on the town you grew up in, um, it'll definitely be forgotten by the time you go off to college. Uh, and, and if I'm honest though, Matt, I don't know about you, but middle school was my favorite time of my schooling years. Actually. Really? I am an anomaly. And I think that's why I got into middle school youth ministry when I first uh, jumped into church work. Um, it was so goofy and fun and because everyone was so awkward. And I think I had the, high, I, I think I had the wisdom as a sixth and seventh grader and eighth grader that knowing everyone was awkward. We were all in the same playing field. Um, I actually had a lot of fun my middle school years. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> not, not so much for you. Well, when I think about like middle school, like those, those seven years for me, 
I like, I just, they weren't bad. Right. So like, let's frame that for a second. Like, I didn't have a bad childhood. I didn't have a bad adolescence. Right. Like uh, there, there's like all these things, but you know, middle school, middle school kind of knocked me down a peg a little bit. Really? Yeah. So number one, right. You step out of elementary school and you, you think you're, uh, you know, we'll, we'll just call it the bee's knees, right. For, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. to keep our rating on Apple iTunes, <laughs> <laughs> right. You think you're the bee's knees, right. Your, your, your stuff don't stink. And then you go, right. And you're the little kid again, mm, you okay. know, and, and I was a little kid. Um, and so, you know, number one, my, my mouth was like, you know, like that was my way of whether it was connecting or disconnecting or, or keeping space between me and, and others. Um, like I just, I I remember that, like, and I remember back to it and thinking like, man, like that whole navigating the social aspects of things was just so crazy. And then, right. You start to work in like dances, Right. Oh, and yeah, and yeah. feelings for <laughs> for other people. And I remember, right, like I pretty much got rejected to every dance. And oh, I'm like, man, well, did I did I um, did I not ask enough people like, you know, you, you kind of feel like you have one shot. And then if that doesn't work, you're like, well, whatever, I'll just go hang with my friends. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. And it was also during that time where like, I was pretty decent at athletics. Mm-hmm. And I could not like I I could not break most of the teams and lineups and it wasn't like there was anything, uh, you know, any huge difference be- between me and other people. Like if you, you put us on the playground, I was probably going to be in the top five to ten percentile of the athletes that were playing out there. And so I was also like just constantly you know, asking myself like, well, well, why am I getting rejected these dances? Like, why Mm -hmm. am I not getting picked for these teams? And I think that that really sent me on, like, just kind of sent me off track for a bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting you say that because I think the reason why I didn't have that, that experience is I was a new kid in fifth grade. So we uh, were living in New Zealand and then moved back to the States and my first year back in the States, I was in fifth grade. And that was really hard for me because in New Zealand, uh, the one thing I had going for me is I was the foreign kid. I was the, I was the American. My nickname was Yank, right? And um, You didn't hate that? No, no, of course not. Of course not. Although I didn't realize that it was also somewhat of a derogatory term for uh, some of the... Um, so well, some of our foreign friends, but uh, yeah, like, uh, so I was like, oh yeah, Yank, Yankees. I like the Yankees. So that's cool. But uh, so I, I was the I was, anomaly. I was, uh, I was unique and had my thing. And then I moved back to the States and like, no one really cared that I lived in New Zealand. No one really cared, you know, and, uh, and I was a oversharer and things like that. So I think I annoyed a lot of kids so that when we went into middle school, and there were, you know, new kids coming into that school and everything, again, the playing field got leveled right and uh it was completely even in that Mm. regards and so i could sort of start over and there were things that i was starting to tap into like music uh theater um you know just 
yeah, I played, I played on our middle school basketball team. Um, you know, maybe to Matt, the reason middle school wasn't as bright for you as it was for me is because that in eighth grade mountain lakes won the rec league against Persephone, you know? So, uh, I don't even um, know what you, I don't even know what you're referring to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I don't even think we were playing against each other, but yeah, yeah like, uh, but, um, no, I mean, uh, and it's even funny with the, you mentioned the dances. Um, yeah, like I, I you know, I had crushes and things like that, but, um, yeah, dances weren't as all I, all I remember at dances is I didn't really go with anyone, but I couldn't wait for November rain to play or, um, you know, one of those epic ball rock ballads, you know, and you just, uh, find the right girl and, you know, it, it's all good. It's all good. But, uh, yeah, I was a weird middle school student, but I loved it. Oh, I loved it. So it was good times. Well, you know, as I, as I like think, like as I'm thinking through our conversation, you know, one of the things that I, I, one of the things that I, I think I did really well was I rechanneled that time, like when I when I wasn't after school playing basketball, you know, um, on the team or playing baseball on the team. I, I did make the soccer team, but never really broke the lineup. Um, you know, one of the things I I think I did really well is it actually broke the cycle for me. And here's what mm -hmm. I mean by that. Okay. So I grew up with all the same kids and I love them. Like I've got great friends that I grew up with and middle school is this time where, okay, well, in it, it, at least where I was right. Um, you know, you filtered in like, I don't know, three, four, five schools. Right. And so you had this new influx of people coming in from all these different schools. It wasn't just an extension of elementary school anymore. And so, you know, when I wasn't making these teams, but my friends were, it was like, I almost had to find a little bit of a new identity and, and find the people that weren't playing sports. Mm. And it was during that time, I think it kind of probably right subconsciously helped shaped you know, who I've become from a social perspective, from, you know, an openness to connecting with people and wanting to hear other people's stories and meeting new people. Right. And it also, to some degree was hard for the people that I was so close with for so long to really understand like why I would disappear for three months. Right. And, and so there's like all of those little things that whether you look back and you think about it as a positive or negative experience, it's still an experience. You know, yeah. and, and there's a lot to, to draw from that. So did you feel like, and this was more me in high school than middle school, but do you feel like you had these different groups of friends that there were some overlap, um, but in a way when you, not that you needed a break from one group of friends, but you'd find different seasons throughout the year where you were like, all right, I'm going to hang out with this group of friends here or those group of friends there. Uh, was that sort of the case or did you feel like you had the same kind of core group of friends all throughout, you know, middle and high school. So I'd say a lot more of the former. Okay. Um, but what I, what I will, what I will say, right. Like is there was always those constant friends that I had grown up with mm -hmm. that were always willing to like welcome me back in. And as I got closer towards the end of high school, like those were primarily the the people that I spent the most time with over those, you know, last two years. 
um, in high school and, and, um, you know, I, I probably got closest with, right. I, I, I didn't bounce around as much, so to speak. And, uh, you know, I think it, it that says a lot, right. It mm-hmm. is, is, you know, when people are willing to embrace you back in, you know, and accept you for all of your, you know, everything you bring to the table, right? Like, so there's all the positives, but then, you know, there's like, they didn't feel slighted. They were doing their thing. And so right during that time, you're, you're so in your own head that you think everyone else is thinking about you and everyone else is doing all these other things. And in the reality of it is, is they're in the same boat as you are. And they're Mm -hmm. primarily focused on their own self-preservation. And, and so, yeah, I, you know, I don't know if that, that fully answered your question, but that's, that's how I kind of see it is, is I bounced around so much, but then I really started to, to, you know, gravitate back towards kind of those, um, you know, amazing constant friends that I, I had had for so long. Yeah. Uh, I, I totally know what you're saying. And it's interesting because like you, I had a core group of friends, like, and that group, I would say, it's probably like three, three or four guys. And, um, and uh, at the end of the day, especially senior year, those were the guys I, I, I hung out with the most, but there was a good period throughout, um, especially freshman, sophomore, um, and even junior year where I had these different groups of friends and I hate to admit it, but it was like, almost like I was embarrassed to tell people that I was a part of certain groups because of the stigmas that came with them. So let me kind of break this down at, at, at the heart of it. Like uh, some of my closest friends, um, you know, the, I, they didn't care. They were really helpful when my parents, you know, separated and divorced, like they were there, they were always at the center, but there was a, so, um, and, and those were like my school slash church friends, right. Cause I was involved in youth group and everything. And so they were the kids I went to school with and they were also the kids who went to my church. Um, and so that kind of common, those two commonalities helped. Then there was this group of kids um, and the, uh, they were kind of like, I don't want to say the misfits, but they were definitely unique in that. And, and the way that I got into that group was one of the kids a year older than me. Um, we lived in uh, the same neighborhood. So we would walk home together and he showed me, he was, he was, I, he was fascinating to me. His name's Carl. He used to show me how to like cut through people's backyards uh, so that our walk home would be a lot quicker and stuff like that. Um, and, uh, and so what we would do is go into Booton and I don't know if you, how well you knew Booton, but there was that old movie theater, you know, uh, nearby Venerini's the, um, which is, I don't think they're anymore on main street. And we would go see like old, old films, like, the original blob and uh you know uh Bela Lugosi's uh Dracula and all those kind of things it was so quirky it was so weird they were into heavy metal um which I was not really into heavy metal but I faked that I was just to fit in with that group um and so there is that group then there was a whole nother group of kids as I got older right and you get your license and through these different church groups so I started to hang out with Montville kids and um uh, uh, a couple of Denville kids and, and things like that, not Parsippany, you guys were weird, but, uh, you know, just, uh, these different groups of kids. And, you know, then I kind of felt bad because I wasn't hanging out with my Mount Lake Boone Township friends, you know, and stuff. And so 
it, it, it was just interesting to hang out with these different groups of people. And I really loved that. But like you, at the end of the day, um, I had this core group of guy friends who they knew my, they knew my story. They didn't judge me for it. Maybe they ripped on me once in a while for it, but they didn't judge me for it. And, uh, you know, while I only stay in touch with one or two of them today, like just so blessed and glad that, um, you know, uh, that I had them a part of my life, but it was interesting. It's interesting to look back and see that evolution and kind of bring this back to our kids starting school, you know, with, um, Matthew, my oldest leaving his elementary school and going to a middle school where he doesn't know anyone. I kind of feel the anxiety he might be feeling or the nervousness because I remember that feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, but then again, there's also this kind of excitement because, um, this newer school is, you know, within our neighborhood um, and it's an opportunity to possibly meet more neighborhood kids and, and, and things along those lines. So, um, so yeah, it's just interesting to think about that. Yeah. You, you know, as, as we were reflecting back on our time, um, you know, I, first I, I, you know, let's, let's, you know, just, uh, talk about that for a second. So yeah. Matthew is um, presented with this new challenge and this new journey and this new chapter, right? right. And as you were talking about all that, um, and as we were both rattling off our experiences, you know, it made me think, right? We probably can't intervene as much as we want to. No, no. Right? And as we were talking, how much problem solving did we learn during these years? Like social navigation and, you know, what we liked and didn't like and all these different things that we were going to have challenges around. Like how much did it just shape us by, you know, being the kids of the eighties and nineties that, you know, whether you were a latchkey kid or, you know, walking to and from school or whatever it was like, we learned a lot just like, waking up every day and going through those unique challenges and um, navigating life, right? Yeah. Although I think one thing our kids will never have to deal with is the whole uh, 1-800-COLLECT payphone. I'm stuck at school. I can't get in touch with my parents at all because they're not home. Yeah. Sort of thing. <laughs> you know, so um, we, I, which I'm, I'm kind of thankful for because I don't know how many times you sat at the school waiting for a parent or someone to pick you up and asking friends like, Hey, can I get a ride? And then being like, Oh, I don't know if my parents will let me, you know, like things like that. Um, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. It, 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 but I definitely think there is a lot more independence that's being learned and it's, um, it's a little bit more of a challenge to, um, I think we have to be a little bit more intentional about it than what we had as kids. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Like we can't intervene, but we can, we can draw upon our experiences to be intentional with our, with our kids. And, you know, they're going to navigate things. We are going to have to learn on the fly too. Right. Mm -hmm. Like how yeah. is, how is social media and technology and all these things like, so for all the good it, it could do right. And keeping us in touch, um, you know, how the heck do we help our kids navigate that? Right. The other thing I, I thought about, Chris, as you were mentioning that is like, man, like, how can we be prepared to be the yes parent? Meaning like, if 
our friend, if our kid's friend asks for a ride, like no matter the inconvenience, and this is something that I, you know, you know, I think I'm, I'm realizing I learned from my dad is, you know, no matter like what time of day or whatever it is, like that's a kid who needs help, you know? And, and my dad used to work all day, coach baseball, coach basketball, whatever it was. There'd be times where like he would wait until the kid was picked up or he'd drive them home. Yeah. You know, and I remember being in the car with that. And those were experiences where I got to bond with those kids who, you know, maybe were from the other side of town or whatever it was just based on the sport we were playing. But it's like, how do you, how do you lean into those moments so that like, you know what, maybe like Matthew becomes, uh, you know, uh, unintentionally Matthew becomes a reliable friend through the actions of seeing you say yes and, and being able to help other people, you know? Yeah, no, that's a good question. I mean, you know, having coached baseball and being that parent that sticks around till the last um, kid is picked up. And, and then even with my experience, you know, in ministry, and now that Matthew is old enough to be in the ministry that I run, um, I think he's seen that, like, you know, you're waiting to see these other kids picked up. Um, it's a chance for him to connect with some of the, his older peers and, and things like that. And, you know, it is one of those things where you think about as parents, right? When kids are really small, you're just looking for, you know, any kind of commonality. I mean, actually you're looking for the commonality between the parent and you're like, Hey, we, you have a kid, I have a kid, let's have them play. Right. But now that your kids develop their own interests and their own like, um, desires and, and everything like that, it it is really hard to figure out how do you orchestrate those, um, those play dates. Although I've learned you can't call them play dates once uh, they're in middle school. Uh, so those hangouts, right. Um, and, uh, and so, um, yeah, you want to introduce your kid to other friends and not just Matthew's age, but other ages. And at the same time, you want to make sure that, um, that they're able to do that on, on their own. Uh, so as scary as it might be as a parent, I think that it's one of those things where we have to, it's the continuation of letting go, right. And letting them explore that frontier, letting them, you know, go out and, um, meet new friends, even if you're not fully aware of what they're doing every single minute. Um, and again, I know that I need to work on that, but I also am very excited for my sons to have that because i think back to the times you know walking across town to play basketball or after school just going to a friend's house you know on on a whim and everything and uh um and so yeah just uh just uh like enjoying that yeah yeah 100 percent. so Before I, I, you know, I, I don't want to jump back into, you know, what I would say to myself at that age yet, because I think one thing we haven't touched upon yet is, and you, you started here, but I think it, it, it's cool to loop back is, you know, how many memories were made around this time, right? Like how many memories were made around, you know, soaking up the last bits of summer and then going 
back to school shopping and what what that felt like, right? Because, dude, you, it, the way that you were talking about it, and and you know, I, I guess you didn't get to elaborate, but you know, most of the time, back to school shopping, you know, it's like okay, well, you know, we get our trapper keepers and you know whatever, right? But I mean, you get new clothes. You got to think about what you're going to wear the first day. Oh yeah, right. Oh, you yeah. typically get like new sneakers and stuff like that. And there's like, I used to do a portion of that with my mom, and I used to do a portion of that with one of my grandmothers, um, who like, oh my god, I, I feel like if if like she, you know, was like that in Christmas or whatever, she lived. My grandmother lived to take us shopping. And just, you know, all those years that she had put in, right, uh, working for, you know, working for TSA, actually, Mm -hmm. um, you know, Newark, every year she got to look forward to back to school shopping with us down the shore. We'd go to B&B in Lavalette and then um, Christmas shopping. And so, like, there's like this month is is as much anxiety and, and, and all these things there's a lot of fondness that I have uh, around this time. And we, you know, so I don't know, how how does that, how does August and like this time frame? like, what was your experience during that time? Yeah, no, I, you know, it's funny. I remember going to the store with my mom and, you know, uh, you're getting the new clothes, you're getting um, the supplies. I remember, wanting like top of the line supplies it's funny we never got the cool trapper keepers we never did um you know with the ones where whether it was star wars or alf or whatever or the cool lunch boxes um we always had the brown paper bags um i think i just wanted to say trapper keeper well you know like that that's still a thing you know it's uh i don't i don't think it's like what it once was where you got your favorite band or you know movie theater uh movie or you know whatever on it but uh yeah, I remember actually being most excited about getting my first like heavy duty calculator, like the TI-82 or TI-81. Um, I can't believe I even remember <laughs> what those Texas instruments were called. But, uh, <laughs> um, you know, it just uh, it was kind of cool to do that. And I wonder if, you know, I'd have to really think about that to see if that helped me get ready for school as a kid. And if sometimes with us doing this online shopping or these quick, you know, pickups at Target or Staples or Office Depot or whatever it might be, if we're kind of robbing that excitement from our kids or if we're taking that away from them. Um, I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's difficult. It's difficult to think, uh, you know, but at the same time, I think what's really cool for these kids is they get to start seeing, um, you know, one thing I don't remember, Matt, is I never remember walking into school knowing who my like teachers were going to be. I think I had an idea of or never meeting my teachers. And now like a lot of schools have these orientations and pre-orientations and, you know, was it find your desk days and stuff like that. Um, So there are some things I think that we do to help take that anxiety away. But um, yeah, I remember um, those last couple of weeks of summer, like back to school shopping was actually something that kind of helped take away any of that angst mm-hmm. that I had. Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, you know, 
I think for us, we, we were so busy in the, in the front parts of the month. I mean, we went to summer camps, um, locally just through the rec department. And, you know, mm-hmm. that was another area where I got to meet a lot of different and new people from, you know, our side town, as well as older kids and people from the, the school system on, uh, you know, uh, yeah. but, uh, every year we would, the last two weeks of August, like our family would like, and I'm talking, we would get as much of the Wells's as we could into like a small, you know, the small bungalow style shore houses, um, you know, just north of, north of Seaside. And, and to me, it was like closure, mm. you know, it was closure. And then I got to like walk through, like going into school was like opening the door on my next year. So you, you talked about how like, everything isn't really January 1 to December 31st. It really is almost around the school calendar, especially when you're a kid or a parent. That is like, that's the year, right? September 1 or post Labor Day or whenever that is. And, and so I, I gotta tell you, I I kind of like it. I love this conversation today because it's, it's really bringing up a lot. I I think I want to write about a lot after this is, just that closure and opening the new door each year. That's a pretty cool feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And I think with everything going on and kind of to just bring this all to an end in a way it, with everything going on with in the world with the Delta variant and, and whatnot, I think even though there's nervousness, anticipation, there's also like hope, right. And there's also um, new possibilities and, and that's something as parents, as adults, we need to pass on to these kids, right? Is to not to get them falsely excited about school again, but to recognize that the beginning of the school year really is that opportunity to make new friends, to strengthen the friendships that they do have, to you know start something new and to bring to close like a summer where there were, um, even, if, even if they felt bored, you know, half the summer, that there were some awesome memories, that there was a chance to rest and uh refresh from that so no i i like that you know we didn't have that clean necessarily closure that you guys had but um i definitely can appreciate that yeah walking into that first day of school being like okay new year yeah you know let's let's do this so um you know as we kind of wrap a bow on this thing i think about if if i were um talking to me during that time frame uh, the things that really, you know, resonated with me uh, are number one, your teachers aren't the enemy. They're human beings invested in you. Um, number two was be kind and accepting. Mm. Uh, the third thing that I wrote down was be open and curious. It's like, how often were we just communicating just to, and, and it brings me back to think about like the conversation we had in episode three or four with Jackie. It's like, how much dead air are we, you know, are we, you know, hot air are we exuding? And, and you know, how could I have been better at asking questions and being curious about, uh, you know, about people. And then the final thing, it's almost from a cheerleader perspective is go for it. Mm. Try something new. Yeah. And and fail as often as you can. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really regretted not doing like uh, theater and stuff like that to be, to be transparent, you know? And uh, I don't know that it would have ever taken me anywhere, 
But uh, it was always one of those things where I think the stigma got the best of me, but more importantly, the fear of failure. Yeah. And, yeah. No, I mean, it definitely is a chance to try different things. And I think that's what I loved about middle school is because I did. Because, you know, and maybe it was because fifth grade just wasn't clicking. And with this new playing field, it was kind of like, what do I have to lose? Um, and I enjoyed it. All, every single awkward moment of it, I enjoyed it. So, well, Matt, great conversation. Um, love getting a little nostalgic with you and everything like that. And um, for those of you who are, are listening, uh, we appreciate you guys sitting down and talking to us about back to school. And for all those parents or kids who are listening, um, good luck with uh, the next couple of days or weeks, or, you know, uh, hopefully you had good luck uh, if school has already started for you and you're listening to this. But um, if you enjoyed this episode, we would love for you to leave a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere that this episode can be heard. And if you have any comments or questions, feel free to go, go to our website at betweenthemiles.com. Again, that's betweenthemiles.com, or you can shoot us an email at questions at betweenthemiles.com. And of course, you can follow us on social media, Facebook and Instagram. And I'm Chris, and with me is Matt, and we're slowing down talking to the people around us between the miles. This has been a Between the Miles production. Your hosts, Chris Wesley and Matt Wells. Music provided by Jam Studio, Wide Open Road. For more information, visit our website at betweenthemiles.com.